Chapter 15 Killing of Dinukasura In this way, Sri Krishna, along with his elder brother Balaram, passed their childhood known as Kumara and stepped into the age of Paugunda from the sixth year up to the tenth. At that time, all the cowherd men conferred and agreed to give those boys who had passed their fifth year charge of the cows in the pasturing ground. Given charge of the cows, Krishna and Balaram traversed Vrindavan, purifying the land with their footprints. Accompanied by the cowherd boys and Balaram, Krishna brought forth the cows and played on his flute through the forest of Vrindavan, which was full of flowers, vegetables, and pasturing grass. The Vrindavan forest was as sanctified and clear as the mind of a devotee, and was full of bees, flowers, and fruits. There were chirping birds and clear water lakes with waters that could relieve one of all fatigue. Sweet-flavored breezes blew always, refreshing the mind and body. Krishna, with his friends and Balaram, entered the forest, and, seeing the favorable situation, enjoyed the atmosphere to the fullest extent. Krishna saw all the trees overloaded with fruits and fresh twigs, coming down to touch the ground as if welcoming him by touching his lotus feet. He was very pleased by the behavior of the trees, fruits, and flowers, and he began to smile, realizing their desires. Krishna then spoke to his elder brother Balaram as follows. My dear brother, you are superior to all of us, and your lotus feet are worshipped by the demigods. Just see how these trees, full with their fruits, have bent down to worship your lotus feet. It appears that they are trying to get out of the darkness of being obliged to accept the form of trees. Actually, the trees born in the land of Vrindavan are not ordinary living entities. Having held the impersonal point of view in their past lives, they are now put into this stationary condition of life. But now they have the opportunity of seeing you in Vrindavan and they are praying for further advancement in spiritual life through your personal association. Generally, the trees are living entities in the mode of darkness. The impersonalist philosophers are in that darkness, but they eradicate it by taking full advantage of your presence. I think that the drones that are buzzing all around you must have been your devotees in their past lives. They cannot leave your company because no one can be a better, more affectionate master than you. You are the supreme and original personality of Godhead, and the drones are just trying to spread your glories by chanting at every moment. I think that some of them must be great sages, devotees of your lordship, and they are disguising themselves in the form of drones because they are unable to give up your company, even for a moment. My dear brother, you are the supreme, worshipable Godhead. Just see how the peacocks in great ecstasy are dancing before you. The deer, whose behavior is just like the gopis, are welcoming you with the same affection. And the cuckoos who are residing in this forest are receiving you with great joy because they consider your appearance is so auspicious in their home. Even though they are trees and animals, these residents of Vrindavan are glorifying you. They are prepared to welcome you to their best capacity, as is the practice of great souls in receiving another great soul at home. As for the land, it is so pious and fortunate that the footprints of your lotus feet are marking its body. It is quite natural for these Vrindavan inhabitants to thus receive a great personality like you. The herbs, creatures,
creepers and plants are also fortunate to touch your lotus feet. And by your touching the twigs with your hands, these small plants are also made glorious. As for the hills and the rivers, they too are now glorious because you are glancing at them. Above all, the damsels of Braja, the gopis, attracted by your beauty, are the most glorious because you embrace them with your strong arms. In this way, both Lord Krishna and Balaram began to enjoy the residence of Vrindavan to their full satisfaction, along with the calves and cows on the banks of the Jamuna. In some places, both Krishna and Balaram were accompanied by their friends. The boys were singing, imitating the humming sound of the drones, and accompanying Krishna and Balaram, who were garlanded with forest flowers. While walking, the boys sometimes imitated the quacking sound of the swans in the lake, and when they saw the peacocks dancing, they imitated them before Krishna. Krishna also moved his neck, imitating the dancing and making his friends laugh. The cows taken care of by Krishna had different names, and Krishna would call them with great love. After hearing Krishna calling, the cows would immediately respond by mooing, and the boys would enjoy this exchange to their heart's content. They would all imitate the sound vibrations made by different kinds of birds, especially the chakoras, peacocks, cuckoo, and bharatrajas. Sometimes, when they would see the weaker animals fleeing out of fear of the sounds of tigers and lions, the boys, along with Krishna and Balaram, would imitate the animals and run away with them. When they felt some fatigue, they would sit down, and Balaram would put his head on the lap of one of the boys just to take rest, and Krishna would immediately come and begin massaging the legs of Balaram, and sometimes he would take the palm fan and fan the body of Balaram, causing a pleasing breeze to relieve him of his fatigue. Other boys would sometimes dance or sing while Balaram took rest, and sometimes they would wrestle amongst themselves or jump. When the boys were thus engaged, Krishna would immediately join them, and catching their hands, he would enjoy their company and laugh and praise their activities. When Krishna would feel tired and fatigued, he would sometimes take shelter at the root of a big tree or the lap of a cowherd boy and lie down. When he would lie down with a boy or a root as his pillow, some of the boys would come and massage his legs, and some would fan his body with a fan made from leaves. Some of the more talented boys would sing in very sweet voices to please him. Thus, very soon, his fatigue would go away. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, whose legs are tendered by the goddess of fortune, shared himself with the cowherd boys as one of them, expanding his internal potency to appear exactly like a village boy. But despite his appearing just like a village boy, there were occasions when he proved himself to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sometimes men pose themselves as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and cheat innocent people. But they can only cheat. They cannot exhibit the potency of God. While Krishna was thus engaged in exhibiting his internal potency, along with the supermost fortunate friends, there occurred another chance for him to exhibit the superhuman powers of Godhead. His most intimate friends, Sridam, Subal, and Stoka Krishna, began to address Krishna and Balaram with great love and affection thus. <laughs> 